Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And I'm going to tell you another story from uh, our, my super fan, Gina. And our guest today is going to comment on it after I tell you this story. Here's what Gina says. I just graduated and have been looking for employment. It began when I interviewed with Amazon for a managerial position that I ended up not taking. During the application process, Amazon asked me to pick up my location, pick a location preference that I'd like to have and work there. 
I picked Colorado, not knowing which city in Colorado it would be. After the interview, Amazon gave me a job offer for their location in Thornton, Colorado. I declined the job, but I had another interview set up for the next week with a company called Grant Thornton in another city. I noted that it was funny that the company I was about to interview with had Thornton in its name. Anyway, I did the interview with Grant Thornton. It went well, and they gave me an offer. Then I had another offer or interview set up a week later um, after the Grant Thornton interview in a, with a company, Western Digital, in San Jose, California. I stayed in a hotel that was off a road called Thornton Avenue. Then I looked on Facebook, and it suggested I befriend someone with the last name Thornton. Then I was doing a background check on myself through this website, and I clicked a link to another supposed family member they had listed as mine, and guess what? It directed me to people named Thornton. So there are five Thorntons in this story, a city, a street, a company, a Facebook friend suggestion, and a supposed family member or set of family members. Gina wants to know, is she supposed to take them as signs? I will ask our guest today, Maureen, what she thinks about this. Maureen St. Germain is an Ascension teacher and author who has developed techniques to access your higher self. Using her latest book, Opening the Akashic Records, Meet Your Record Keeper and Discover Your Soul's Purpose. She is founder of Akashic Records International Incorporated, a training and promotion organization. She believes that she has been granted access to this dimension that has been closed to most of humanity for eons. She's also written Waking Up in 5D, Beyond the Flower of Life, and Be a Genie. Find out more at www.maureensaintgermain.com. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thanks for having me, Bernie. It's awesome, awesome talk, you know. It's an awesome opportunity. Well, glad to have you back. Now, what do you think of that that Thornton set of coincidences that uh, Gina has sent to me? Well, my first hit was AI because... I have heard all kinds of stories from people that say that they look at something on, on, you know, uh, on their phone, or they send a picture or something to somebody on the phone, and then they go home and their Facebook, or they get an ad for something very similar to what they were looking at, and it has to be um, AI that's working that part of the system. So the last two. Thorntons, I'm not so sure about. But as far as the three of them, has she accepted the other offers? Has she made a decision? Um, you, you know, the question was, which, should she take it as a sign? And for sure, it there's a sign there for, for meaning for her. But what does Thornton mean to her? Is there a family member? You know, they're recommending a family member, but I didn't get it that that was her name. It was not her name. And yeah. it, she, she did not recognize a family member named Thornton. So, so the, you know, the Facebook thing and um, <clears throat> all of that part, those last two things I see as artificial intelligence, you know, tracking her and giving her a suggestion because it came up so often. And as far as her own personal decision, um, you know, the energy feels very powerful for something involving Thornton. And I would take it as a sign um, and I would go with one of those last two jobs. You know, it's very interesting that she had all those names pop up. 
Um, but there, you know, it could even be that they're the same offer energetically. You know, this is something that I have encountered. Uh, you know, you get a coincidence on something, but there's still a choice that needs to be made. And f- from my vantage point, I sometimes follow those threads because as a, as a clairvoyant and intuitive, I can, you know, follow the thread and see where it's going to go. And it's so interesting because I've actually had it happen where they, that's equal speed, you're equal energies. So you're in a canoe, you're coming up on an Island and the river goes to the right and to the left. And you're asking, you know, which one should I take? And ultimately your destination is beyond that Island and it doesn't matter right side or left side. They're going to get different experiences, but they're essentially going to produce the same result. Well, that's that, that. That's a theory that uh, I'd like to see tested out. I, I, I the picture is beautiful. Uh, you're still going to f- go around the island, but you and end up in the same place with different experiences. That's that's a lovely metaphor. Let's get back to uh, what for Gina uh, was having to confront. Um, artificial intelligence at face in Facebook is not going to put up a street that she's going to notice or a city that she picks up that she might want to go work at that Amazon suggested for her oh yes it will and this is the crazy thing it's it's pulling from the data that's coming into her so her reservation at the at the western digital interview on thornton avenue is going to show up in the ai computer and that thornton word is going to show up and then be looking to be replicated so i'm not convinced what you just said is not true and i've seen enough I, 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 you know, I know personal stories from people that tell me that they're shopping here and they go home and AI has produced something that, you know, they're being made an offer. You know, I was in China and I walked by a screen that had facial recognition and I was just trying to take a picture of it, getting the guy that was in front of me, but it captured both of our faces and then flashed our flight information. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, unbelievable. Where, so, where, where did it flash the flight information? On your phone? No, no, on the screen. On the screen? Yeah. So the screen was maybe six foot tall and three or four foot wide. And so it's capturing anybody who walks by. If you turn and look at it, it captures your face. And that's all I did. I had my phone up. So it wasn't even able to capture a full frontal view of my face. And it still flashed my flight information. And the guy in front of me. His flight information came up too, simultaneously, no less. Not even you know one after the other, but simultaneously because we were both on the screen at the same time. Mind-boggling, mind-boggling. So, so some of these coincidences are literally replicating whatever is coming in as data. So I, I want to, you know, those out of the five, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not, I'm going to be the doubting Thomas here and say, you know, I'm not so sure those last two are legit. But the first couple of them are for sure legitimate. And I like uh, <clears throat> the idea that she's being given an opportunity. But I'm also looking at this and saying what this is also showing me is that she's got, you know, she turned down the Amazon offer, but she, has she made a decision. And, and even if she has, they're all going to she's still going to get the next job whatever that is after this one, you know, it's going to take her to the same destination. And that's an interesting thought. That would be uh, yeah. my hit on it. Yeah. 
I, I've got one of my one of my patients was following a sequence of no job, maybe possibly then, OK, could it happen? And then it did happen. And that kind of sequence is what you're talking about. These are hints that if you're getting closer to your destination and then it happens and, and it be able to trust that sequence that it's getting louder and louder or closer and closer is something that you're being able to reinforce now. So Gina, um, accepted the job maybe but then she was offered another job and the problem she was running into is that she had to decide herself as you said earlier it's and i'll say it in a different way that coin that coincidences are are, are signs not uh, commands that you you can take them as ideas to consider but you're the final decider That's and what and what she couldn't do what she couldn't do was get out of the rational mind she was caught up into going with pros and cons and allow her intuition to come in to help her decide. Ah, well, in that case, of course, then those signs are very useful because if any one of the jobs that she was considering didn't include this Thornton reference, I wouldn't go for it. I would take the Thornton reference as something significant. So let's say there's another job offer that she hasn't told you about, and that's one of her dilemmas. You know, then I would I would definitely say take one that has the Thornton interest in it, either Grant Thornton or Western Digital, because and, yeah, and somehow she can't do that. Um, and what is it that allows you to be able to say that is the problem for her that I your feeling is to go for it, and that's what she's not being able to respond to. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, um, you know, when we decide, we're looking for the best choice with the data we have. Right. But the universe has a lot more data than you and I have. And so the universe does give us signs. And that was her original question. Should I take this as a sign? And the answer is yes, you should. Because the universe is giving her a hint, move in this direction. Okay, you we, know, we're coming to the end of this segment and talking about decisions is really, really important in all of this. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We are speaking with Maureen St. Germain. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to go create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. 
So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, talking with Maureen St. Germain about coincidences and decision-making. And what I am trying to talk about here is intuition, and you're talking about the universe. When you talk about the universe helping with decisions, what do you mean by the universe? Because it's a fairly large thing, this universe. (laughs) Indeed. I would equate it to what you are calling intuition. I'm simply using a a global term that I think everyone will accept. Um, I believe everyone has intuition, and obviously you encourage your um, clients to, or your patients to at least allow their intuition to help them to decide. Um, The crazy thing is uh, the mind, I think, and the will tend to discount intuition because there's no hard facts, there's no hard data. And, you know, she's going to go to work for an accounting firm like Grant Thornton. She's probably, you know, a numbers type person, and that's really hard to trust her intuition. So it's understandable that she's, you know, waffling here. But I would also say, you know, if I were her best friend, you can't go wrong with one of one of those choices that has the word Thornton in it. And know that the universe is looking after you because it's got all those reinforcements. Yeah, I've, I, I've been, I've tried to be able to suggest something like that to her, but uh, it's, you're, she is so uh, rational and uh, the numbers will make her even more that way. That mm-hmm. It's not just that. She was caught up in trying to decide uh, what to do about a boyfriend. And it's this rationality thing with when someone as rational as she is and she's got lots of stories coincidence stories but still tries to make too much rationality out of it without including whatever we were talking about was what does it feel like or as you're talking about from the outside of the universe and to create create to equate the universe with intuition is a new idea for me. And hearing you say that, did you talk a little bit about, about more about that? Because intuition seems more internal, universes seems more external. And you're talking about a place where they meet. Yes, indeed, I am. So <clears throat> I believe that our intuition is guidance from our higher knowledge centers. It is a known fact and proven scientifically that people are receiving data all the time. And in the West, we have trained ourselves to ignore that internal 
uh, feedback that's coming in from externally, you know, like you walk into a room and there was a big argument and you can feel like this funky energy. Um, so, or heaviness. And so when you are totally based in your logical side of your thinking, you tend to dismiss those data sets because we have taught ourselves in the West to ignore all that and to only count on that which we can uh, measure, that which we can see, that which we can hear. You know, there's stories about the early years of radio waves and one doctor, one researcher said that they were affecting the human brain and all the scientists laughed at him and told him he was all wet. And then there was a, he was working for the feds along with all of these researchers. And there was a big problem in the American embassy in Russia, in Moscow. And everyone in the whole building was getting sick and they couldn't figure out what it was. And this researcher said, they are bombarding that building with radio waves that are making people sick. You need to build a Faraday cage type situation. Now, of course, I'm using words that maybe people don't know, but a Faraday cage is, an, is a grid type uh, arrangement that prevents radio waves from coming in. And it's used in security environments. It's used in war rooms or places where people don't want their, their discussion to be overheard or um, misheard. And so they put this arrangement of, of wires in a certain way in the windows and all the areas that faced outside and everybody got better, no problem. And it was then that all the other scientists got on board and said, even though we can't see it, even though we can't for sure prove it, we better research it because if the if the Russians are doing that to us in our own embassy, what are we missing? What are we overlooking? And so that became a whole science of looking at radio waves and how they impact the human body and the human brain. And it's a known fact that EMF and other kinds of energy impact the physical body adversely. So just because we couldn't see it, the doctor said it wasn't there. And you are sitting on the fringe because you're saying, look, I know intuition is real and you think it's coming internally. And I'm sitting here saying, no, this is in external information that is provided that your body receives and your body gets to choose whether or not to pay attention to it. So we either pay attention to the logical side or we pay attention to the intuitive hits that we get. Very good. Uh, you, you, you described a coincidence involving a person you called Marita. Could you tell us about that? Oh, yes. That was a great story. So here I am with a client who asks for an Akashic Records reading, and we set it up and put it on the books. And then another one comes in, and we have an automatic system so people can sign up for workshop or, uh, uh, readings on their own. And then I just look at the schedule, and, and they dial in, and we have our session. So we couldn't figure out why she had booked two appointments the same week. And then we realized it wasn't the same woman. And they were both Hispanic and they both had um, an interest in certain, the same issues. And then the one Marita was anxious because her husband had taken a job in Florida and her whole network was here in New York and she was very worried and uncomfortable. 
And then the second Marina happened to live in Miami where the husband had taken the new job. And she had a great network going and they had so much in common. So then in my own meditations, I asked, should I connect these two ladies? Because just because I see it doesn't mean I'm supposed to tell them. And um, I did get clearance from both of them to exchange their numbers and help each other. And so that's what they did. The the one from New York made friends with the one in Miami. She she moved to Miami. And the, the happy coincidence is an answer to her prayer or concern about moving to a new city was handled by another woman with the same first name and had connected through me. When you were meditating, asking about whether you should connect with them, uh, we go again to intuition. Um, uh, what did you describe how you asked that question and how you got the answer? Oh, of course. I use a protocol that I developed, and it took me about seven years to develop this protocol, and anybody can learn it. And it's a simple protocol where you practice for six weeks um, getting signals or symbols that represent yes, no, and neutral. And you do a meditation in the beginning where you get the signals from your intuition or guidance, and then you, you're you playful for six weeks. So you ask about stuff you don't care about. You know, what shoes do I wear? What route do I take to work? What food should I order? That Those kind of things for six weeks. And what happens is that that marker or that signal that you have, and it could be the word yes, it could be a color you see, it could be a sensation on your body. It doesn't matter what it is, but what it is is yours. It's your marker for yes or no or neutral. Then you follow that uh, after the six weeks, you can follow it with accuracy and, and have amazing uh, opportunities come your way. And And the interesting thing is, when you first start out doing it, you don't trust it. But over the course of the six weeks, you begin to realize, ah, my my guidance system here is always right, even when it's counterintuitive. And so then instead of trusting it, you know. And that's the difference. So that's a very powerful tool that I teach, and it's available you know, on lots of places on my website. And I even have a kid. If you want that, it's in every one of my books. So it's a, a simple protocol that gives the person accuracy for to double check their intuition. Because sometimes you get a hit or an idea, as as we call it, um, and you don't you don't like it. You think that's a dumb idea. I'm not doing that. And then you can check in. Is this my guidance system? Is this my higher self telling me? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Then you can act. I've even been saved from car accidents by following my intuition in, in doing something that's very counterintuitive. I was behind a semi and I was told to get into the slipstream, which is that, you know, that area right behind a truck that actually pulls you along. They use more gas, you use less. <clears throat> it's really not, I don't think it's a, a good idea and it's certainly not nice. But I was, I, when I was given that guidance, I, I didn't believe it and I didn't want to do it. So I, you know, challenged it. Is this my higher self telling me? Yes, do it now. And then we both wanted to make this um, turn into another freeway, which we took. Am I to stay with this guy? Yes. Then all of a sudden the semi is in the berm. So they're on the side of the road, still moving at 60 or 65 miles an hour. Am I just, yes, now. And I moved over and wouldn't you know it, but another car came the other way, wrong way, going at his full speed, I would have had a collision. 
I don't know that I would have been able to avoid it. I didn't even know the guy was there until he was past us because I was so close to the semi. The semi could see what was going on. And then when we came out of that curve onto the new freeway, you know, changing from one freeway to the next, I asked my higher self again, do I need to stay with this trucker? No, you're fine. So, and that's the other thing. Once you start to develop this connection, and I make people practice for 45 days because in 45 days you do get new DNA. So the practice period is very important that you don't ask important stuff because you know, it's like learning a new language. You don't want to. Okay, we're coming to the end of this uh, very interesting discussion. You uh, want to continue it next next segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We're talking with Maureen St. Germain. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.future. Hey there. Ever wonder what authors and writers think and talk about? Well, I can let you know. I am one. Hey, I'm Hollis Joe McCullum, and I have a podcast called I Do What I Want, and it is all about my writing journey as well as the writing journey with other authors and book stuff in general. Check me out on Spotify and on my channel on YouTube. Thanks so much. Of God, amen. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. 
Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back. Welcome back. CC with BB. We're talking with Maureen St. Germain about intuition. One of my favorite subjects, really. How do we help ourselves and then help other people tune into their own intuition? I, I must use intuition, however we define it, uh, as when I'm seeing patients, uh, trying to see what is in me that I'm picking up from both what seems in me and from outside of me, from the client I'm with and trying to be as helpful as I can. But even before that, Maureen has been talking about asking questions about doing simple things like, uh, should I go left or go right? What kind of clothes should I wear? Should I get up out of bed right now even? I've been doing that now for, for a couple of years uh, without doing it in the formal training program that you just described, but just trying to see what I get by asking or listening. And it's not quite a yes or no, but it's kind of more of an impulse, do this or do that, a kind of a feeling with a little edge on it to go this way or that. And then as you're saying, as you develop, as I develop that capacity, I can use it for more important questions, just like you're talking about behind going behind the semi. Uh, that, this will, is a continuing discussion I want to keep having with with you with other people but let me let's go let's go f for some other questions the akashic record is becoming it looks like a, a more and more popular subject lumari was on my show the other last last week and she is open to the akashic record and has connections with some of the record keepers there too and that means to me that many other people are opening up to akashic record how do how do you how do you differentiate yourself with somebody like from Lumari? How are you similar to what she's doing? Well, first of all, she's a good friend of mine. And when my book came out uh, last month, she and I did a training program together to promote my book. So um, we're both uh, fully on board. I teach a protocol. I teach people logical tools that they can use and apply and get to the intuitive side. And her method is more intuitive to start with. So that would be the primary difference. The other thing is, be, because of her own curiosity, she interviewed the record keepers themselves, the, the keepers of the scrolls, if you will. Yeah. And if you want to go back to an old book called Dune, where there was a being that transported you between you know, stars that were far apart from each other or planets that were far apart from each other, you had to move into that being's energy. And I feel like the record keepers are like that. They're, they're beings, but they're actually holding the records in their consciousness. It's not just, um, uh, you know, a record that's separate like a book. And, and the other thing about the Akashic records is they are alive. And so 
are getting to the records and are working in the records is more of a on the threshold type thing. Because if you and I were in the records and we discovered somebody who had murdered us in a past life or something like that, that's in our life now, you, your reaction would go into the records and it would create this circular kind of a thing. So those of you know, your spreadsheets, know you don't want a circular argument where one, you know, you're pulling a data set from one, you know, I'll call it linear timeline to another and then trying to loop it. It would make it, it would make it a little nuts. So we go to the threshold and we work with the record keepers. And that's what Lumari did as well. She went to the threshold of the records, but she interviewed the record keepers on what their thoughts were, not what is going on for her or you or me, but what are their thoughts? And, you know, I, I absolutely love her work. And she re I recommend her book to all my students as well. So it's a very uh, uh, lovely, you know, yin yang. Her, her approach is different than mine, but I wanted to reach the people who have such logic in their thinking that they would be able to follow a protocol given to them uh, and yeah. get the same result. Yeah, I said, it's so important to find uh, the audience for the way you teach, uh, to find some resonance there. And that's, 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 that's a nice distinction between the intuitive and the rational. What is it, what, what, one of the things that I've learned from uh, studying coincidences is this idea of simultaneous discoveries, that, that ideas pop up. Uh, the same ideas, similar ideas pop up in different places around the same time. And the Akashic Record is something that I am hearing more about as people tuning in like you and Lamari, but there are others too. How come there is, is there and how come there is a, a, a tuning in more now to Akashic Record ideas? I believe it's because we're at the end of an era. We're at the end of an age. And we are moving into an era where the sense of connection with one another has changed. And it's changed in a way that allows for you to care about me as much as I care about you. Or if I'm buying a car, I'm not interested in getting such a good deal from the dealer or from this, you know, the individual who's selling their car that they feel like they, they haven't made any money. So there's a concern for your uh, so-called adversary. There's a concern for your partner in uh, a business transaction. And though that's different. It used to be that you and I were supposed to do our best to put ourselves first. Yeah. And, and I, how do you know that's changed? I have that feeling. I've had it much of my life of, of trying to be able to make it come out even, but it's still that old drive to like beat the other person. Uh, so how do you know that's changing? Well, because I'm an intuitive, I get information that just comes in from consciousness. And that's why I wrote the book, Waking Up in 5D, because I could see clearly. And, in, you know, one of the things that I'm known for is my ability to simplify complex subjects. But I could see clearly that the game had changed. Literally, we were moving from what I would call traditional football to soccer. We're moving from a hard-hitting, competitive kind of environment to a helpful environment or a gentleman's game and take it one step further, take it to the um, well-known uh, young adult game called ultimate where they play a form of soccer or football with a Frisbee. And in this game, 
they are able to call each other out for fouls. So there's no referee, but if you and I are opponents and you touch me and I didn't like it, I can call a foul, but you can call a foul on me as well. And we have to take it. So that's that, been that, true. That's been true in tennis for a long time that okay. the people call whether it's out or not, because there's no referee out. Exactly. Uh, and and exactly. Ultimate, Fris- ultimate Frisbee has been around a long time. Exactly. Uh, it's even, you know, city leagues are set up. Yeah. Um, what, what, one one of the problems I'm having with what you're describing is that is that you know things, uh, and uh, the scientific method is not uh, is is mostly about asking questions, not about necessarily having philosophical or ideological ideas about the way the world works. Although modern science is very restricted in such things as telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition. It just doesn't exist. And there are lots of other things that are, I think, are true, which science isn't isn't paying attention to or doesn't allow in it. I use telepathy as a very simple example of that. And you're talking about something, uh, a change, a major change, where we're more into a gentleman's game, as you call it, something where we're trying to be helping each other. And I want that to be true, but how do you know that that's true, is my question, Maureen. I think it comes from the years of work in the Akashic Records and the years of work I've worked as an intuitive and my my meditation practices. It just comes in. You know, it, it's a very interesting thing. You know, you mentioned the scientific method, but the scientific method is based on data gathering. Yeah. And we in the West have dismissed all intuitive the data gathering. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, still have. data. Oh, so, it is. So, it is. So, yeah, so from my vantage point, I've been getting this data for a long time. And what I was able to do is to elucidate it into a, a system where people could begin to understand what's really happening. When I you look know, at when I look at the data gathering and the proof and just going to what we call primitive societies, which are not, because that they've done that too. They've taken information and where the way it's tested is by does it work? Exactly. Exactly, and also trying to disprove your theory so that you can come up with the the you know the actual one. You know, you're looking for a way to break the system so that you can know for sure if this is a really valid system. And you're absolutely right. I, but but truly, there are people, and and you know, I'm one of them, and there are many many people who are so plugged in. We know what's going on. You know, somebody opens their mouth, I hear a newscast, and I can tell when it's not true. I hear you know someone talking. I can hear from their voice whether they're speaking a, a, a truth or whether part of it is a lie. Or someone's written a book or said they wrote a book, and and I can I look at the book, I read the book, and I go, they what? didn't write that book. I know they didn't write it. Someone you know found a way to get it to them, and they put their name on it. Well, that's a good pickup. Those are all good pickups. Yeah. So so you know from from how do I know is that. I have used observation and have concluded that this energy is out there. And, and, you know, I'm also a channel. And one of the things that was said to me through a channeled message that was said to a group was that the game, this game of polarity, this game of good and evil and competition, you know, that kind of thing, the game is over when there are no more players. Will you be the first to leave or the last? So everybody's leaving the game or trying to get out of the game, and you've, you know, accurately defined yourself as one of those people who's, you know, trying to leave that game, 
And there's still people who want to keep it going. And so I want to be one of the first to leave. And and I I want it to be true what you what you're describing that the competition and polarity are disappearing, and I am trying to do things um, that may help that to happen. And we're coming near the end of this ne- this segment, but the idea of increasing interpersonal um, love to caring for each other. We've talked about that a lot, but how, I mean, we as humans, but how do we go about doing it? I think we're at a time when we can do more of that. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest was Maureen St. Germain. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the national security state. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through trinday.com or amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm talking with Maureen St. Germain. And Maureen, what I'd like to know is as you see the polarity game, the competitive games getting reduced, how are you contributing to making, helping that transition take place? Good question. Before I answer it, I want to tell you how much I love, love, love your bumper music. It's so fun. So, (laughs) so broad spectrum. Okay, so how do I yeah. uh, be part of that new system? Well, for one thing, I partner with somebody that normally a person would say that's a competitor because she wrote a book about the Akashic Records and so did I. Yes. And instead, I set the stage, I set the example, 
I reached out to her, made friends with her years ago, told her how much I loved her book. She knew my book was coming out and she, I proposed that we do a joint class. And we literally went back and forth on how we did things and what we knew. And it's, you know, four weeks of one hour sessions. It was a total blast. And we've gotten tons and tons and tons of, of fabulous feedback from our clients. And anybody who buys my Akasha Record book or hers can get the download for free. Those four classes. So that's kind of a cool thing. That's one example. That is a great example. Very good. Very and then, good. and then I also anybody who wants to work with me in my marketing system can join my marketing system. That you know they take the training with me, and they uh, are part of my team, and I promote them just like I promote me. I've always seen myself raising a big ship as I became more and more well known, not just me like a rocket. But me, like, you know, elevating this giant system. And another example is I'm very popular in China. And I uh, more recently proposed to my Chinese organizer that I bring another teacher with me because she could be doing other things with the students while I'm teaching so that we could expand our offerings. And he agreed. And so now one of my students teaches with me in China. Oh, that's good. That is good. Um, well, you know, you know, as ahead. a side question, um, to what do you attribute your uh, the interest in China to, with what you're doing? I have always intended that I would reach as many people as possible that needed what I had to offer. And China opened up and I, I took the opportunity. I did not seek it individually. I've been in Asia a lot, though. I started in Japan, then I was in Taiwan, and now China. And I, you know, I have huge classes in China because the population base is, is wide. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. The Chinese people are very open. They they do have certain kind of issues because they're different from us. Their culture is dramatically different from ours. But at the end of the day, they don't have the restrictions or the belief systems or the hard belief systems that many of us have. So that it's actually sometimes it's easier for them to do the work than it would be for an American. Well, that's true. Uh, there's four different religious systems tend to be involved with Chinese thinking, and uh, none of them are the one. Uh, and so that that I can see that happening. I I wrote a, a book on psychotherapy, and it got uh, interest from a person in China, China Medical University in Shenyang, and that got me for a. a two-week trip to China uh, in the early in the mid 1990s and the openness to listening to ideas about psychotherapy which they didn't have much of then was was pretty dramatic and fun to be part of exactly and exactly yeah so you know these opportunities open up and, and um, you, just go, you go and you go you, with them. right right exactly you go with them uh, so, let's let's go to let's 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 go to the question that it still gets me um, wondering as the Akashic records themselves. You and Lamari talk about them in ways that I can feel your each of your experiences of them, the the being that you're on the threshold of and kind of tuning into, or Lamari's talking with them about their own understanding experiences of these records uh, how do you get to, how do you know they exist is still a question that i have to be wonder that i wonder about well i wondered too so you're not alone there 
Um, I tend to doubt things until I can establish my own proof. But I will tell you that I've been a longtime student of the Edgar Cayce work. And it was Edgar Cayce who originally gave the West the name, the Akashic Records. And he was also um, one of the people um, who didn't believe in reincarnation, for example, and didn't believe in this kind of thing. And there was a, a well-known um, philosopher, theosophist known as Madame Blavatsky. So she originally brought this whole idea of reincarnation to the West. And then um, when Casey originally started going into a trance and giving people cures, medical cures for their physical problems, he didn't know what he was doing in terms of what was happening. So there was a scribe and every single session was recorded. At a certain point, he met a man by the name of Lamers who had a big interest in deeper awareness. And so he posed the idea to Casey to ask the question, what may I know about the person's life path? And that led to these life readings, which included some that Casey had himself. And even Casey was given information about past lives. And all the while, when he was asked about the Akashic records, it was he was reminded in trance, this is, he was told, or you know, the, the scribe was told, that it's the same as the book of life. And the book of life is a term that's used in the Old Testament a number of times. So it's not a new idea, although the word Akashic records is probably only a century old in terms of how we use it today. The Book of Life is uh, is used on Yom Kippur, uh, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Uh, May you be inscribed in the Book of Life is a phrase uh, said on Rosh Hashanah and confirmed on Yom Kippur. And uh, I didn't know where that, um, what that means, but that's the same idea as what you're the Book of Life and the Akashic Records are somewhat similar uh, in what you're saying. Right. He was questioned, what do you mean by the Akashic Records? And the answer was, it is the Book of Life. It is the Book of Life. Well, uh, we have about four minutes left, and my major... my major impulse drive uh, in all of this is uh, is to bring synchronicity, coincidence, awareness to the general public. And uh, underlying that drive is uh, my work as a psychiatrist and psychotherapist and trying to be able to help people get along better. And part of that getting along better is knowing the minds of other people, that we tend to be caught up in our own minds so much. And much of what we're talking about here tends to be tends to be, except for what you're talking about, Lumari and the way you're reaching out, but it tends to be more individualistic. Casey was very much about the individual and what the individual was struggling with, and life and past lives are about one person mostly. But not what I'm looking at is how can we improve human relationships in the present on this planet, and what, uh, how do you suggest that we go about doing that? Well, I think using the Akashic Records is ideal for that. And I'll give you a quick example of a woman who wanted her adult daughter to move out. The other kids had moved out. Everybody had a trust fund. Their father had passed away early but left them well provided for. When she went into her own meditation, she was told just to be more patient. But when she opened her own Akashic Records and asked, what should I do about this daughter? She could feel her daughter's fear. She could sense the feeling And the record keepers also said, she will always be there for you, which had never occurred to her. And she came out of that session crying 
because she suddenly had bigger compassion for her daughter than she was capable of before the session. And that is how people get along better because they learn why people are doing what they're doing or how people are doing what they're doing. And it leads to a bigger heart, a more compassion towards nope. their situation. No question about it. And that's just what I'm talking about, how we can get to know the experience of the other, particularly that other's relationship to me. And, and if, how does the Akashic Record do that? Well, when you ask the question, what may I know about my relationship with, and you fill in the blank, my mother, my brother, my sister, my boss, whatever, you discover stuff that you didn't know. You discover uh, information that you didn't know. Um, I always wondered why I was afraid of my uh, husband all the time he was courting me. And in the records I was told, well, he took you out one time. It was an accident. But a pretty angry accident. <laughs> he took you out? He killed me in a previous oh. lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I try to make that a little more gentle than yeah. just saying he murdered me. <laughs> took you out sounds like a date. That's also <laughs> It does, but that's not what I meant. I didn't think so, but I wanted to be clear about it. He yeah. took you out. Yeah. And, and yeah, I was in a fit of anger. And, and we found out later that one of the reasons why he was so angry is because I was pregnant with another child, another man's baby. And that's not a reason to commit murder. But, you know, uh, the anger was fierce. And so he's making it up to me now. I can tell you that. He's a <laughs> wonderful husband. So, but I did have that feeling. Uh, and I would say to him, I don't know why I'm afraid of you, but I, I always feel this, you know, fear. So it's been a quite an amazing journey. And I did not discover that till after we were married. And I followed my guidance to into that marriage i you know i wasn't even sure about the marriage just like your client you told about in the beginning i wasn't sure and on the 3d level i might not have partnered with him i didn't want to live on the west coast and today we both live happily together in new york city where i wanted to be in the first place hmm. well this has been very interesting maureen uh and, and the two different levels of your answer here one is a past live answer to explain your your anxiety the w ones that i'm more interested in even though i can see what you're talking about is what's going on now and for the the mother to understand the daughter's experience of that mother is a kind of information i am looking for so thank you very very much for being on the show it's been a pleasure talking with you again Likewise, and I admire the work you're doing. It's Thank awesome. you. Thank you. You've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence. We've been talking to Maureen St. Germain on the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They're here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 